Welcome, Lisa Marie, Shakti Ma, bringing powerful transmissions to radically expand your consciousness and elevate your frequency. Today, I want to talk about the power of the mind because, well, it's powerful. <laughs> and because it's so powerful, it's a space that we really want to be able to understand and utilize not only for our own benefit but for the benefit of all literally of all so i am streaming this so definitely if you guys um i love interaction so if you guys have questions during this or comments please interact i always adore it so the mind it's an interesting thing because in spirituality, we like to talk about no mind or dropping the mind or letting go of thoughts, not having, being in the space of no mind is our objective. But most people aren't there. And so what is it until we get to that point? What's happening along the journey until we get to a space of quote unquote, no mind? And I also want to clarify what no mind even is. So let's start there. What is no mind? What does that term mean? And what is, what is meant by that? Is it a space of no thought? Partially, yes. In meditation, we can definitely reach a space of quote unquote, no mind, where we're so dissolved into the higher spheres of consciousness that we are not focused on thought because thought is a, what I call it, a kind of like a lower sphere of consciousness. So in meditation, as our awareness begins to expand, we reach these higher states of consciousness where we are not consumed by thought. So I like to really use that as the definition of no mind is where you are not consumed by thought. Even in those deep states of meditation, thoughts can still arise. They arise very less, <laughs> very less frequently. They're much more spread apart if they arise at all. And if and when they do arise, they come in and they, they quickly leave. There is no attachment to the thought. It just comes and goes, flows in and out. Okay. Which ultimately is what we want our minds to be doing. That's how our minds serve us the best. Well, here's something. Do you want to? Okay. Nope. Oh, here's something else. Do you want to pay attention? Nope. So we can say for understanding and to get to a particular space, so to speak, that no mind is a space of non-attachment to thought. Now, again, the more you dissolve into the space of non-attachment to thought, the less and less and less those thoughts actually arise. But initially, the objective is not to, ha to not have thought. 
because for the majority of people, we're so consumed by thought that to try to stop, eliminate, prevent thought is very, very challenging and quickly becomes frustrating. So instead, to begin to allow yourself to not be attached to the thoughts, to allow the thoughts to come and go, to ultimately realize that because it comes in and leaves, that you are not your thoughts. And that's where the power lies. Not in this conversation, that's not what I mean by the power of the mind. But that is where the power lies within allowing thoughts, is by realizing that you're ultimately not those thoughts. They come and they go. You were here, you were present before that thought came in, and you're still here after that thought leaves. And therefore, you are not that thought. It is your choice whether you allow that thought to, uh, to uh, define you or not. It is your choice whether you believe that thought, whether you give it your power, your focus, your awareness, your identity, or whether you just simply allow it to come and allow it to go. Nothing more, nothing less. So I just wanted to bring in my perspective of no mind and kind of some initial steps to where you can start to get to a place of no mind is first just within allowing thoughts with no attachment to them. As you do this, you dissolve more and more into a space of quote unquote, no mind. But even the space of a no mind is far from no mind in the sense that you still are connected to mind, but a much higher sphere of consciousness because actually all is mind. So that's the paradox I like to throw in. It's another statement you may have heard, all is mind, all is thought. And this is where I really wanna start gearing off this conversation. What is the universe? Universe is awareness, love, light. Awareness, love, light. From this, you can begin to understand that the universe is holographic, meaning it is created via light, okay? If you think about those holographic, I know some of you may have seen those, um, they're starting to make machines, right, that can create holographs, okay? A holographic 3D image, right? Or maybe you may have seen like on Star Wars, right? That's a great example of what the universe is. It is light. A 3D illustration of light. And as awareness is created within, so like the light and the awareness and all of that comes together, and more and more awareness is is brought into a certain circumstance, like the planet, like our universe, Earth, Earth, Earth. It becomes more and more solidified, so to speak. It becomes more concentrated, more dense. But everything is light. This isn't just woo-dooey stuff. This is actually being scientifically validated now. Quantum physics, and also unified physics are beginning to really show how 
quite literally, the universe is holographic and how everything is frequency. Everything is light. So if that information right there stumps you, right there, you can't believe that this so seemingly solid object is holographic. They just take a moment to stop and pause there and just acknowledge that belief that it cannot possibly be light because it's solid. And it's important. This is an important step because if you want to expand your consciousness, you have to be aware of your limiting beliefs. And if you're really anchored in the fact that something that is solid cannot be made of light, then I highly recommend you start to research that quantum physics, unified physics. Nassim Hermé is an excellent scientist who's really bridging these two worlds of science and spirituality. I highly recommend that you look him up and you begin to do this research for yourself. So you can begin to take that belief that is quite frankly, very narrowing down how you're relating to your reality, how you're interacting with your world. So you can begin to expand that and you can begin to experience very, very different reality. But you can't do that if you're still very much stuck and there's nothing wrong. We've been brought up in the idea of Newtonian physics that this is solid. So you're not wrong for believing this. You were taught that. But now here's an opportunity to begin to learn something different, learn something that is much more expansive. One thing is that we always have to understand is that we don't know everything. We have to continuously allow ourselves to continuously to learn new things and let go of the old. If you look through history, from our perspective, hindsight 2020, right? We'll be like, wow, I can't believe they believed that. I can't believe they thought that. But that was their level of consciousness back then. Do you really believe that we now know everything? No, of course not. We have to continue to be, wow, okay, great. Where can I change? Where can I shift? Where can I learn something new that is going to allow me to expand? So if you have that, I highly, highly recommend that you start to go into that rabbit hole for yourself to get your brain wrapped around it. Because if you can't just let it go, that means your brain and your belief structure is still holding on to it. And so you need a little bit more maybe concrete evidence or you need a little bit more perspective or you need something else that's going to help you open up to the potential that our reality is holographic. Okay. Now, if you're on the fence and you're like, I really want to believe that, then great. Welcome. <laughs> and if you're in full belief, then fantastic. <laughs> Again, there's nothing wrong with any of these stages or moments or understandings or awareness. Just see where you are personally and then invite yourself 
into the space of uncomfort, uncomfortable <laughs> discomfort, right? That's where we grow and expand. We do not grow in our comfort zone. So see where potentially this makes you uncomfortable and allow yourself into that space and explore where can I expand? Where can I grow? Where can I shift my beliefs? We want a whole different world right now. Everybody's talking about this great awakening in this whole new world. Well, guess what? That takes a radical expansion of our consciousness. And that only happens by letting go of our beliefs and opening up to things that we are unaware of. So the power of the mind. I've talked about this before, but I want to get into a little bit deeper of it right now. Hi, Cheryl. This holographic reality. So the universe being made of awareness, love, light, and all of that creating our holographic reality. Now, it's important to understand that we are constantly interacting with this reality. As Nassim Harame says, we are constantly receiving and giving back feedback. He calls it feedback. There is feedback coming back and forth between our consciousness and our reality, which is all part of one consciousness. The one consciousness is having all of this feedback throughout itself. But your role as your unique expression is to have feedback back and forth between yourself, your awareness, your consciousness, your ego, and your holographic reality. So this feedback, what is that feedback? This is where the mind comes in. So your third eye, right here, the sixth chakra. Again, scientifically, the pineal gland has been shown to have the same exact physical structure as your physical eyes, hence the third eye. Pretty strange, right? What do our eyes do? They receive light. Quite interesting, isn't it? Now we give a lot of emphasis to our physical eyes. We give so much power to them. We say, basically, if it can't see it, it's not real, right? Or we believe what we see. We believe what we see. That's what I was waiting for. I knew there was something coming in and I was waiting for it. 
I want you to really hold on to that statement for the duration of this conversation. We believe what we see. Now, what if you are creating what you see to some extent? What do I mean by some extent? Well, for one, you are not the only person in your household, or maybe you are, but I'm starting small. <laughs> You're not the only person in your town. You're not the only person in your state. You're not the only person in your country, in the world, in the universe. You see what I'm getting at. We are co-creating. All of us are creating together what we see what we experience, what we believe. But you have a very, very big portion of control, so to speak, but let's call it power more, over what you in your life actually get to experience. What you see is what you believe. So the third eye is also a projector. which is not talked about. This is information that I have received personally and I have experienced it personally. And I wanna bring in some stories to this conversation. A projector, it projects light. What is the light that it's projecting? It's projecting your thoughts your beliefs, conscious or subconscious. And it's important to understand this because a lot of people are running their life, their holographic reality, like a movie, right? You think of a movie where you sit and the projector behind you projects light and creates an entire scene, an entire movie. That is what you're doing. What people don't realize is that a lot of that projection is coming from the subconscious. Majority of our day-to-day -day is run by the subconscious. It's your responsibility to start to make it more conscious. So this projection of your thoughts and your beliefs. So as you begin to think something, you are literally from your mind projecting those thoughts out into your reality. Projection, we call it. And it's not just through the pineal gland. It's through all of the energy in your field. But I'm just using the pineal gland because that's association with light and the eyes. And so you can understand a little bit more deeper than just emanating of energy. And because it's so closely connected to the mind. So I'm just taking it a step further. But of course, of course, I say that, but maybe I need to say it more clearly. Of course, your energy is also projecting that, what you are emanating because you are a vibration, okay? But it all works together. All of it works 
together. So it's important to understand that because one is not working separately. There can be moments of that, but I'm not gonna focus on that. How important are feeling states when it comes to thoughts and beliefs? Great question, and I will answer that. Thank you so much for whoever, I can't see the name, it just says Facebook user, but thank you for whoever who asked that question. I'll answer that in just a moment. So, as you are thinking, you are, especially if you're attached to that thought. So let me backtrack just a little bit here. And let's assume, or right now in this conversation, let's make the statement that this is coming from the place of attachment to thought. Because quite frankly, if you are not attached to thought, you are projecting a very, very different energy. You are emanating a very, very different energy. That's where I'm speaking of no mind. But the majority of people aren't there. So I wanna speak to where the majority of people are. Okay, so that's not the no mind, that's very much of the mind. So when you're attached to your thoughts and your beliefs, meaning that you believe them, even if you're aware, okay, I'm aware that that's a limiting belief, if it still exists within you, you're still believing it to some degree, okay? Now maybe you're working through the process of not believing it, and that's beautiful but it's still attached to you. It still has some pull to you. And actually, I will answer the, the question right now because this is a beautiful way to see, are you attached to these thoughts and beliefs? As a thought or belief comes in, you will have a feeling, an emotion attached to that thought or belief. That is your emotional guidance system telling you, hey, that thought, that belief is either in alignment, you feel good, you feel joyous, you feel blissful, you feel grateful, or meh, that belief or thought is out of alignment, hence you feel guilt, shame, anger, frustration, resentment, all of the not feel good feels. <laughs> Now it can be complicated, so I don't wanna simplify that too much because it can be complicated. There can be layers to it. It might not be the direct thought or belief that is out of alignment. It could be what is actually like the core of that. So sometimes you have to dig a little deeper to actually see what is actually out of alignment. But that's how our feelings are important because our feelings are our guidance system from our higher self saying, bing, bing, yes, that is, true to you or no that's not true but what we usually do as humans is a thought or belief pops up and we believe it and then if those negative emotions come in like guilt or shame we take on that energy and we associate with it we identify with it oh i'm so guilty god i'm horrible Instead of seeing, oh, that guilt is showing me that I'm believing something that isn't true, we take it on and we identify with it. And what does that do? That further solidifies that belief. We're validating the guilt. We're validating that belief.
So these thoughts and these beliefs come in. It's something like 60,000. Now you guys will have to look it up. Don't quote me on this. It's something like the average person. And of course it varies because some people are much more thinkers than others. I think the most, I want to say that, I think it's like 25,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day. Wow, that's a lot. So every time one of those pops in, when there's attachment to it, when there's identification with it, we then project that into our reality. We project it into our reality. Again, think of the projector, okay? We project holographically that thought or that belief because we agree with it, we are associated with it, we identify with it. Yes, this is true, boom. Now, you can imagine what occurs. Our reality reflects that. Oh, great. This is what you think. This is what you believe. And this is where the feedback comes in, right? We project it. The feedback then from our reality. Again, guys, scientifically, this is beginning to be proven. The feedback then from our reality is, yes, this is what you believe. This is your holographic version of your beliefs. And then we say, I'm seeing this, therefore it must be true. Right? All of this power we give to what we see. I'm seeing this, therefore, this is true. Now that's our feedback that we take in. We validate those beliefs. We project them again. Do you see? It's really, really important to start to get to understand what I'm saying here. So if you're not understanding, please, by all means, ask questions. Okay, so a story wants to come in. So I thought I would share this with you guys, and it wants to be expressed now. I used to be a scuba diving instructor. So at the age of 19, I was going to go to college, and I didn't. I went and I traveled the world, and I taught scuba diving. And I had been teaching for like many, many years. And I was on a big boat, a slow boat, we call it in Thailand, a boat that goes slow, <laughs> not a speed boat, a big dive boat with lots of people, lots of instructors, dive masters, all this. And one of the other instructors who was a very new instructor came running up to me. We just finished our first dive. We'd come up and we were about to do the second dive or I think we were having lunch, yeah. We, had, we were, we were going to get ready for the second dive. And she runs up to me and she's like, Lisa, I need your help. One of my students thinks he has decompression sickness. So I'm not going to go into that, but that's something you can get diving. To get it, they had just done their very first dive ever. So all of her students had never dived before. They had just finished their very first dive. So just to give you some context, to get decompression sickness after your very, very first dive is crazy rare. 
And it's actually crazy rare to get decompression sickness anyways. But of course, we're going to take it seriously. So we went down, I started speaking to him and he starts showing me all these like symptoms. And I was like, all right, great. So we lay him down, we put him on oxygen. We start the protocol of what you do when somebody has this. Again, we're in a slow boat. So if you have decompression sickness, you need to go to a compression chamber. So we had to call a fast boat to come out from the mainland, meet us where we were, to pick up this guy, to take him to the chamber. Whole big process, guys. Everybody's dives gets put on hold. Of course, you know, somebody's got a problem, right? It shifts the entire day. I'm giving him oxygen and I'm doing the whole thing, the procedure about what we do. And he starts to tell me that he knew he was gonna get decompression sickness. And I was like, what? I didn't say that. I just let him talk. And he kept, oh my God, I knew this was gonna happen to me. I told my brother that I was gonna get decompression sickness. And then he goes into like, oh, my hands and blah, 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 and being all dramatic. And I'm just helping him. And then he stops and he goes, I'm really hungry. I'm like, what is this guy doing? But I continue. Meanwhile, the speedboat's on its way. We do everything we're supposed to do. We get him on the speedboat. He goes to the recompression chamber. We carry on with our day. Meanwhile, his instructor, the new instructor, was absolutely mortified, terrified, traumatized that like one of her first classes, her student got decompression sickness. I don't remember the time span that went by, but you know, we finished our day, went back, blah, blah, a couple days go by. I can't remember the time. He comes back to the dive shop and he seeks me out to thank me. And he tells me that he went to the chamber and they tested him and they told him to leave. They told him to leave. And again, this is many years ago, so I can't remember the exact specifics. We had also been talking to the decompression chamber, recompression chamber. And sure enough, he'd come all freaking out, saying he had all these symptoms. They start testing him. He doesn't actually have any of them, any of them. And they told him to leave. And he was like insistent, no, put me in the chamber. And they were like, no, we have to keep this chamber for people who actually have decompression sickness. Cause it was a very, Thailand is a very dive central. There's lots of divers. They got to hold that space for somebody who actually has it. And he was like getting angry with them. And they were like, you need to leave. <laughs> and he came to me and, and I was like, you know, I basically told him do everybody a favor and never get back in the water again. You created this. And back then, I didn't understand exactly what I was saying, to be honest. I told him how he created it. He had all these symptoms, apparently, because he was so convinced that he was going to get decompression sickness, that his reality, he projected that into his reality, and his reality was like, oh my God, yes, here you go. So his body actually reacted to some degree in the state of decompression sickness, even though not actually decompression sickness, but the symptoms 
were there, all made up in his mind. Another personal story of mine is that I got very sick for a while and I tested positive for Lyme's disease. And I went through all this stuff. And so I started getting on all these groups about Lyme's disease and they were talking about how the moon affects it and this affects it, la, 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 la. And so I'm going through my life, you know, in this like, I got Lyme's disease mentality. So what happens is I'm projecting that all out and sure enough, the feedback is you've got Lyme's disease. And so the moon comes and my body reacts and like, see, 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 it's true. It's all true. And then one day this literally just snapped and I was, I don't even know what happened. It just snapped. And I said, Whoa, Whoa, wait a second. <laughs> Again, I realized I'm creating this and I'm not saying, I want to be really clear. This is my personal experience. I'm not projecting this onto you guys. Okay. Not telling you that you're creating diseases. Maybe I am, but I'm not. <laughs> telling you my personal experience. I clicked. In that moment, I realized I had tested positive for Lyme's disease. I want to be clear. And then I said, no more. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm dropping the story. I'm dropping out of those groups. I'm stopping all of this. And I'm going to start feeding myself with a different thought, a different belief. And that's what I did. Again, I don't remember the time span that passed by, but I went and got tested again at a hospital. And it was negative. And the doctor calls me and he's like, you don't have it anymore. And I said, isn't that impossible? And he said, yeah. And he was quiet. He had nothing to say. And I was like, well, but how did that happen? And I was trying to get him to make some sort of identification with it. And he was like, I don't, and he felt so uncomfortable. He was like, I don't know. I have all my tests in paper to prove this stuff. Not that I need to prove it, to be quite frank. I don't really care if anybody believes me or not. But I have it. He didn't have anything to say and he got so uncomfortable he just wanted to end the conversation because he'd never seen that before. The power of the mind. Now the part that people don't like is the responsibility that this comes with. You know why miracles happen? Miracles happen because of the mind. The mind is extremely powerful. And the mind can directly affect your reality, like I'm just saying, your body, everything you experience. This is not any different than this. And it, I'm not saying it's easy by all means. I am not saying, oh, just think positive thoughts. I don't agree with that, by the way. So I want to be clear in this. I am not an affirmation person. I'm not a think positive thoughts person. And I'll tell you why. 
but I want to be clear on that. That is very superficial. It only skims the surface and it's why it doesn't work. It works for some people because they get, to, they get anchored in on a deeper level, but most people it doesn't work because they're not understanding the anchoring. So I'll explain that in a moment. I'm not saying it's easy and I have a fuck ton of compassion for anybody who all of a sudden is going, oh my God, and is realizing what's going on. And our society does not serve this. What happens when you go to the doctor, you get test results, they tell you, you've got this. Now you're identified with that. And then they want to give you a bunch of statistics. Well, that's not curable. You're going to have that for the rest of your life. We have so much respect for them. We believe them. So now once again, pop, we've taken on all those. Okay. I have something that is incurable. Autoimmune disease, some of the sexually transmitted diseases. Okay. I'm going to have this for the rest of my life. Well, there you go. Now you're going to have it for the rest of your life. And I'm not saying that you can most definitely cure yourself of it. That's ultimately up to you and up to a lot of different things. Okay. A lot of different things. But what I am saying is that if you believe you're going to have it for the rest of your life, you will have it for the rest of your life. Do you see that? So that's where the process begins. How far it goes is really up to you and up to a lot of different things. But the main thing I am trying to get you guys to understand here is the power of the mind and the projection of it. I spoke about this on my other, uh, on one of the decoding the illusion where David and I talk and I was talking about relationships, how we project onto our relationships. And I have felt it. I, I have experientially understand what it feels like to be projected onto. And it's not any different than what we do to our reality. We do it to people. And we project beliefs, thoughts, and of course, feelings, because that goes along with the beliefs and the thoughts. The feelings coincide with those. We project that shit on to the people around us. And they're literally getting, it's almost like another, you know, they're getting light. <laughs> Information, light is information. Light is information. Light information projected onto them, depending on how clear they are in themselves or what comes through also is how stubborn in a positive way, right? How rooted they are in their own beliefs is, is how either they take on that projection or they don't but there's some level of taking it on, even on a superficial layer. Meaning, if you project strong enough onto somebody, you will see your projection in them. Everything you project, you're going to see. Because that's what it is. It's holographic. It reacts. Your reality reacts to you. It is feedback. Again, this is being scientifically proven, guys. Feedback of your reality. This is so beautiful. And this is so imperative right now. Because what is happening? 
It doesn't matter what the belief is. If it's the belief in what the Republicans say, it's if it's the belief in what the Democrats say, if it's the belief in what the conspiracy theories say, it doesn't matter. I don't really care what you believe. What I want you to understand is that what you believe, you are projecting out into your reality. What you're thinking, the thoughts that you're attached to, you're projecting out into your reality. What you're feeling, you're projecting out into your reality. We want the world to change. It starts here. How can it change if we're constantly projecting the same shit onto it? How can the movie change if the information coming through the projector remains the same? You have to stop the projector, take off the reel, and put on a completely different reel. Start the projector back up again. That's how you change the movie. You have to stop your thoughts. Stop attaching to them. Stop believing in them. See the real, the belief that you are creating from, the core belief that you are creating your reality from. Find it, see it, and then allow yourself to extract that real and bring in a new belief. But you have to get to the core one. This is why I say positive thinking and affirmations don't necessarily work. Again, they do work for some people. That's why they exist, right? And the people that they work for are a little bit better at like, chipping away at themselves. They just chip, 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 until they get to it. But it's that constant chip. Did you see how I didn't stop chipping? Chip, 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 Okay? You can't go chip, chip, blah, and then stop chipping. You have to chip, 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 chip. That's how positive thinking and affirmations work, is a constant chip away down into the core belief, and then that gets chipped, and then it gets changed. But if you do positive thinking here and there, and then you're filled with all your regular thought and beliefs, guess what wins? The belief that you already have. You can't just positive think a little bit here and there, affirm one time in the morning, and then change your reality. Okay, I'm just being really honest with you guys. Again, whatever works for you, works for you. I don't really care. <laughs> but I want you to see why that exists and why people talk about it. Because then it gets a bad rap. We're like, oh, you can't just positive think. Well, you can, actually. You can. Positive thinking doesn't work. Well, it does. Again, if you chip, 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 chip. If you can control your thoughts enough to just overwhelm yourself with positive thinking affirmations, it will most definitely work. Because what will happen, so let's take that, all right? If you are will, it's, it basically takes will and awareness. 
So you have to be aware of your thoughts and then you have to will yourself to chip, okay? If you're a kind of person who can do this, then fuck yeah, positive thinking affirmations can work for you. If you're not, it doesn't make you a bad person. <laughs> Just means that that version may not work for you. Do you see why this is the exact reason why some things work for some people and other things work for other people? It's not right or wrong. It's just we're all unique in how we function. So if you can, okay, if you can be aware of your thoughts and then you can will yourself into these positive thinking all day long, what will happen? Okay, remember, you, your current reality is reflecting your previous beliefs, okay? Because it is, it is previous. Your reality is a little bit post You've already created this. You've already projected this. This is not instant. Okay. What you see and what you experience has already been created. So it's still reflecting your past beliefs. Then you go, this is my new belief. This is my new belief. This is my new belief over and over and over again. This is my new belief. This is my new belief. Despite, despite, and this is the trick, despite what your reality, see, they don't even pay attention. The ones that it works for, they don't pay attention to what their reality is reflecting back. They kind of like stop that feedback. Okay, sweet, I don't believe that anymore. Let me create a new version. Let me paint over the picture that I had created with a completely different picture. And while I'm painting this new picture, I'm not gonna pay attention to the picture that I'm painting over because it's old. I don't need it anymore. So it's not like while I'm creating a new picture, I'm going to be like, oh, look at that. Hmm. It's like, no, that's old. I'm creating something new. So that's what they do with their mind, the positive thinking and the affirmations. They repaint over their picture, blah, 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 blah. Project, 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 project. And what starts to occur, they start to get that feedback. And they're still projecting. Like crazy, project, 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 chip, 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 chip. And pretty soon they have rewritten, they've repainted. And mind you, painting takes a while, right? Painting takes a while. Takes a while to completely paint over an old story. Now the feedback starts to actually show what their positive thinking affirmations have been saying and they start to get that feedback. Then that starts to validate even more. It is working, yay. And then it starts to get solidified into belief. But what usually happens for the majority of people who try something like that is, so we'll take the belief of lack because it's such a big one, okay? I lack, I am abundant, right? I have money or I don't have money, I do have money. I don't have money, I lack, I lack, I lack, I need to make more money, I need to make more money, I need this, I need that, I lack, I lack, I lack. Okay, no, I'm abundant, I'm gonna start affirming that, I'm gonna start thinking that. So they start off in the morning with their, I am abundant, I receive money openly and freely. And then they start their day all positive thinking and then a bill comes in, <gasps> a bill that they didn't expect or their car breaks down or something. The feedback, because what's happening here? Once again, the feedback is showing the core belief. 
And what actually occurs within these moments is if you start to try to project, if you start to paint over, just like okay, you've created this painting and it's in your subconscious, so you're not really paying attention to it. It's been in the corner. You painted it, you hung it up. You don't really look at it. You see it here and there. It's in your subconscious. But wait, now you're going to use that canvas to paint over it? Now all of a sudden that painting is in your face. You're looking at it because you're painting over the top of it. That's exactly what happens when you want to change your beliefs. You start projecting a new belief, your reality is like, but you believe this because your subconscious is still saying, I believe in lack. And you're like, I'm abundant. I believe in lack. I'm abundant. I'm abundant. I believe in lack. So the majority of what happens is I'm abundant. I receive money freely. Boy, here's a big bill. Oh, I lack. Oh, great. You've just validated me. No, wait, 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 wait. No, I'm abundant. I'm abundant. I'm abundant. I'm abundant. Next thing comes. Oh, I lack. Oh, yep. Still validated. So that only works when you can see that all of this information here, for one, you created through your past beliefs. So when that bill comes in, how oh, sweet, there is where I used to believe in lack. Great, I will just, with gratitude, feed that, pay that off, bring in a bunch of abundance into the space. Yeah, recreate in the moment. That's the most powerful time for your mind. In the moment, pow, you just gave that subconscious belief a massive hit, massive chip. Because in the moment when you realize, no, no, remember you believe in lack, you were like, oh yeah, I used to believe in that. Thanks, sweet, but I don't believe that anymore. I believe in abundance. And I mean, you're really believing this. You're vibrating at it. You believe it. It's not like, oh, here it is again, this lack. Oh wait, okay. You're really believing in it. Oh yeah, all right, sweet. But I'm not lack, I fucking am abundant. Because abundance is it can never not be abundant. It just is everywhere. It's my choice to determine whether I take it or not. So I'm abundant. So this is just a reflection of the real, of the painting that I already painted. So sweet. I'm going to love it from a space of abundance and send it off. And as that continues to happen, the feedback shifts. Every time you do that, you're putting different feedback into your reality, different projection into your reality, and the feedback starts to shift. And you start to see, and sometimes maybe it's really small. Oh, look, abundance. And if a little thing, a little bit of money comes in, or maybe you get two of one. Instead of one, you get two little things. But if you acknowledge it, oh yeah, see, look, I'm abundant, abundant, abundant. <sighs> Begins to feed you back that belief. Again, guys, I'm not saying this is easy, but I am saying that it is very, very much so. Your mind is this 
extremely powerful. And if you think of it as that projector, you begin to see how powerful it is. And if this still is like, you're like, I just don't know if I believe this. And I invite you to start to see what is your reality saying to you? Just tune in to what is happening out here. And honestly ask yourself from a space of pure honesty, because we can fool ourselves all day long. And then by all means, you will continue to fool yourself because your mind is very powerful. So that will continue. But if you really want to know the honest truth, ask, what am I seeing in my reality? And it will show itself. And then you can say, do I believe that? Do I believe that I lack? And if that bill comes in, okay, so I'm getting this bill. What is this showing to me? Do I believe that I lack? If you believe it, you'll feel it. So remember, the feelings and the thoughts are like this, right? So when that bill comes in, you don't even need to ask. You'll feel it. Ugh. I don't have enough. I lack. I feel like shit. I'm a piece of shit. I shouldn't have spent that money. I shouldn't have done this. Why can't I make more money? What's wrong with it? Blah, 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 blah. All of the smaller beliefs that come from the core belief of I lack. All these smaller beliefs show up. I'm not good enough. My job isn't enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm a blah, blah, blah. All these stories that are all created from the one core belief. But my point being is that you feel it. You get those emotions that your higher self is saying, no, 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 that's not true. You don't lack. But you take it as like identifying, oh, I lack. So I invite you to honestly see what is the feedback from your reality. What is the feedback from your reality? Not anybody else's, yours. What are you currently experiencing in your life? And then reverse that around to see, to begin to connect to how you are projecting that, how you are believing that. And yes, again, there is co-creation, okay? Yes. But there is a lot of power in taking responsibility. You know, I've seen a couple of memes that have been like, oh, people are horrible for saying that you create your reality. I have this and this and this, and how dare they? People are not saying this to point fingers. This is not meant to point fingers. This is meant to empower. To empower you. Not to be like, see what you create. That's not the space at all. This is meant to be like, wow, yeah. 
this is what I'm creating and this is how I get to change it. Now, also, it's very important to understand there is also something called karma and contracts and there's other stuff going on. That's why I said that to change like physical illness, chronic disease, a lot of like the more solidified things. So for instance, like people say, uh, I've seen some, and again, I say this with the most compassion. I want to bring that forward. People say like, well, it's not, how can you say that I created that my child has, you know, a, a horrible disease. Okay. That is a much more complex circumstance. There is complexity, although it's simple in the same manner, but there is karma, there is contracts, there's a lot going on. So it's not really fair to use that as an example, because again, there's co-creation. There's two beings there. There's a whole society, there's a whole planet here, okay? And so it's not about putting all this blame. Again, that's not this space. This is about empowerment. Because the more that you begin to really see this, and the more that you begin to take responsibility for what you can take responsibility for, taking responsibility for what you can take responsibility for, okay? You can't take responsibility for everything that you see, everything that you experience. Not all of that is your responsibility. Again, it's complex, but there is a lot that you can take responsibility for, especially in your direct experience and the things that are really happening within your life. And when you do take on this, and you do begin to see how powerful your mind is, then you get empowered and you get to change it. And again, isn't that what we're all trying to do? Aren't we trying to change our world? Aren't we trying to change humanity? Aren't we trying to change everything? It's important to see this because everything that you focus on and that you attach to you're projecting into your reality. So I bring this in, guys, again and again. Because I keep seeing it. What do we want to change? What do we want to begin to believe? And this isn't disassociation. This isn't like, I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to choose not to look at it and that's going to make it go away. That's not at all what we're doing. This is about seeing the belief that resides there. So with regards to all of this stuff that's going on, 
in our circumstances right now. Whether you're a Republican, Democratic, Democratic, conspiracy theorist, I'm just using labels, guys. Conspiracy theorist, neutral, green, whatever you are. <laughs> or whatever you're not. It doesn't matter, again, to me, I could care less. What I want you to be really clear on is when you lock into a perspective, when you lock into a theory, even if it's Republican, Democrat, everything is a theory, basically, a thought, a belief, even if it's proven, okay, again, I'm not going to get into these little conversations about like, that's proven, that's not proven. I don't even go there. A belief. I want you to connect to that. And I want you to see where that lights you up. I want you to feel into the belief what you have about that. And if your belief is really expansive and loving and accepting, then by all means. But that's not what I'm seeing, to be quite frank. I'm seeing a lot of attachment to energies that we still hold on to in ourselves, beliefs that we're still holding on to ourselves. And then a projection of those beliefs further and feedback and projection and feedback. If we want to change all of this, we have to change this. So if you believe, for instance, I'm just gonna give an example, because I feel like examples need to be brought in right now. If you believe, I'm not saying any of these beliefs are right or wrong, guys, okay? If you believe right now that we are experiencing a tremendous amount of separation within our planet, then be very clear on whether or not any separation belongs, is, remains within you. Meaning, are you judging or criticizing? Because that is separation. That is the belief that something is outside of yourself. If you truly believe that everything is one, then you can't possibly judge or criticize because it's all the same. It's all the same. There is no better or worse, good bad. If you believe that there is a lot of, let's see what else wants to come in. And by all means, guys, please feel free to jot down any beliefs that you've been seeing or experiencing, but I'm going to see what comes in. If you believe that there's a lot of control going on right now, uh, uh. 
manipulation going on right now, which is something I believe. Then again, be really clear on the energy within yourself of what you're projecting. Are you personally trying to control anything with this regards? Do you want some particular control that's different than the control that you see? Or is there any control that you do believe in as being right or wrong, good or bad? Or the same as manipulation? We have to be super, super clear. And it takes a lot. It takes constant this. Instead of this, it takes this over and over and over again. This, this, this. Every single time you're triggered. This. Or at least as much as you can. I'm not saying you have to do it every single time. There's no dogma involved in any of this. But seeing, beginning to really see the holographic, how malleable. I like to use the word malleable because it's, it, it feels more like Play-Doh when we talk about malleable, right? We're, we're playing with Play-Doh, which feels a little bit more solid which is how we interpret our reality. When we say holographic, people really struggle with that. When I say malleable and it's like Play-Doh and you get to form it and shape it with your hands, that seems somehow more, you know, like connected to our physical, our physical reality. So I often say it is malleable. Your reality is malleable based off of your beliefs your thoughts, your feelings and emotions. And so if you get to start to see that which you project and then the feedback, the projection and then the feedback, you will see how actually beautifully you are manifesting your reality. Beautifully, to the T. Because your reality is feeding back exactly what you believe. So you're manifesting perfectly. That is manifestation. You're not manifesting what you want, desire, because you don't, you're not connected to the belief there. And that's a whole other thing about how to. How to manifest what you want. How to get past those subconscious beliefs. How to do all of that. I can do a whole nother live on, on how to, but first I want you guys just to start to experience before you even get into the how to's start to connect to the power of your mind, how you project into your reality. And then your reality feeds that back to you. And if you can start to really just see, and please always, always do this from a space of curiosity, kind of like, whoa, what am I believing right now? Show me. Like, I want to know because I want to change my reality. So show me. And then you'll see it pop up. 
It's not about criticizing or judging yourself, putting yourself down. It's about just being aware. Wow, okay, that's a good one. <laughs> Laughing at yourself, having fun with it. This is not supposed to be heavy. It's supposed to be deep, not supposed to be heavy. Because it's malleable like Play-Doh. You get to shift it. That's the fun of it. That's the excitement within it. But just start to first see the power of your mind. Just start there. The power of your mind. Start reading, understanding the feedback that your reality is giving you. You can even take notes it comes through right now. What did I experience today? These are the things I experienced. You'll start to see patterns. And from those patterns, you can start to realize those, those core beliefs. I like that a lot. So I just came through for whoever taking notes. What did you see, experience today? What is that trying to tell you? If you start to take those notes, you'll start to see the patterns that you create your reality within. The power of your mind, it can either work from a state of shadow, from a state of subconscious patterns and beliefs that you're not necessarily aware of, or it can work from awareness and consciousness. Thanks so much for joining me, guys. Good to see you all. Thank you. Until next time. Toodaloo.